0: We're recording now. So uh Shut up,
1: Jack.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Guys, guys, you won't believe this. I just found out that this Warcraft movie is actually based on a video game.
2: What do you mean? I thought it was historical fiction.
0: That's just the way
1: things were back, back then. then.
0: Satirists, and welcome to Swords and Satire, the fantasy podcast where we turn low fantasy into high art. I'm your dungeon manager, Jamie Mogle, and I'm here with my co-hosts. It's Jack, a local murloc
1: in disguise.
2: It's Chelsea here. I'm just a clay golem who wants to live.
0: Aww, And guys, I have exciting news for you that you might not realize. We have a special guest in the studio today. Special guest, would you like to introduce yourself?
3: I am Casey Cannon. A a fangirl. Woo! Best
0: title ever.
3: (laughs) A a fangirl.
0: (laughs) For those of you who don't know, Casey is the designer of our beautiful Swords and Satire logo, so you've been admiring her handiwork for a few weeks now.
2: The best logo ever. Damn right. Thanks, guys.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we finally did it. This week, we watched 2016's Warcraft. Directed by Duncan Jones, who is, let me look at my notes here, holy shit, David Bowie's son.
3: Wait, I legit didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, oh, I thought you were fake surprised.
0: I was <laughs> real, been keeping
1: secrets, have you?
3: Yeah,
0: I have to have, a girl needs
3: to have her secrets. Why
0: just yeah. spill
2: the beans, Jamie? <laughs>
0: So, uh, this movie stars mostly people that I could not name if uh, you held a gun to my head. But I do know that uh, there's the guy from the show with the Vikings. What's that show called?
3: Vikings? Oh,
0: yeah, maybe.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Sounds right.
0: And uh, Howard Stark from the... uh, That's right. From the Agent Carter series. Um, And also um, the woman in the flower dress
3: from... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
0: Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, Well, uh, we usually do a summary here, so I'm sure somebody has prepared some kind of summary because I couldn't summarize this movie if my life depended on it.
2: Our guest as the resident...
0: Warcraft historian?
2: Yeah, Warcraftian.
0: i no. <laughs>
2: prepared a summary for all of us. You're,
0: you're a native to Azeroth, right, Casey? Uh,
2: yeah.
3: I played an orc warlock, so oh, very man. apropos. Yeah, <laughs> perfect.
1: Uh, spin a tale for us, lore chief.
3: Uh, okay. Uh, I guess to get started, this story takes place on a planet called Draenor, which is where the orcs lived peacefully-ish.
0: Relative peace.
3: Relative peace. Yeah. Um, Until one of the orcs, Gul'dan, gets into fell magic, which is like this sort of demonic evil magic.
0: All the kids get into fell magic at some point.
3: At some point. It just happens.
0: Not even once.
3: And so he corrupts his fellow orcs. There's gonna be a few of these in here, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, so he corrupts his fellow orcs with fell magic. Uh, fell destroys their orc home of Draenor, and it also corrupts the orcs. Um, and then Gul'dan declares that they need to go find another world, since basically they fucked their own world, so, you know.
0: Wow, the orcs remind me a lot of humans.
3: I know. <laughs> I feel so related to. <laughs> Are you
2: saying the green skin isn't just orc bling?
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, uh-huh. apparently it is. <laughs> oh, I,
3: Yeah, sorry, I forgot to mention. So when they consume the fell power their skin goes from like sort of the color of like uh like an earthen brown um, an to oakland? yeah to uh to like chartreuse green it's very violently green so the orcs create a portal to the land of azeroth which is the world that world of warcraft takes place in and they use the souls of the Draenei to do it. The Draenei are another race that live on Draenor.
1: Their juicy um. souls are
0: so useful. <laughs> oh,
3: God. Basically
0: oh. the catalyst for the whole story. Yeah.
3: And so the orcs go through the portal to Azeroth, and there are humans on the other side, so they kill them, naturally. Ew. gross. Um <laughs> And uh, one of the orcs, um, his name is Duritan. He is the leader of one of the clans of orcs called the Frostwolf Clan. Yeah. And they're kind of like the good guys here. Um. And Duritan and his wife Draka go and uh, go to Azeroth, and they're fighting with the humans. And during this fight, she actually gives birth to their son prematurely. Um, A classic
0: battlefield birth.
3: (laughs) Yep. Uh, So, you know, naturally, the humans freak the fuck out. They're like, oh my god, there's orcs here. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh
0: no, oh no. Unexpected.
3: And they ask their great mage, uh, Medivh, uh, for help and advice um, uh, to help them kill the orcs. Uh, orcs are killing pretty much everything in their way. They're just wiping out entire towns, destroying areas. The film magic is corrupting the land, uh, where once there were, like, uh, thriving forests, it's now completely depleted, and it's all, like, barren wastelands. Um, the Frostwolf clan of orcs doesn't agree with killing innocents and is really not into all of this. They've kind of only come to Azeroth because their land is dead. Um, but they uh, they don't necessarily agree with like wiping out an entire civilization uh, everywhere they go.
0: Yeah, they're very progressive orcs.
3: They're they're into honor killing, not senseless killing, which yeah. you know.
1: Though orc honor, as we mentioned, is a little warped. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what
0: you're talking about.
2: Well, uh, only by human standards. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Quit being so ethnocentric. You're right. You're right.
3: So, during one of the face offs between the humans and the orcs, Medivh actually uses fell magic to drain the fell orcs, which is kind of sus. Um, Duritan The bad <laughs> suck. <laughs> Duratan frees uh, one of the orcs' slaves named Grona. She is half orc, half nine, and everybody hates her. Um. <laughs> She's captured by the humans and they offer her freedom in exchange for info on the orcs. Uh, the Frost Wolves and Guldan actually want to meet with the humans in Corona and agree to team up to take down the fel Orcs together, but they're ambushed by the Felt Orcs. <laughs> So Anduin's son uh dies and he's real bummed about it. The humans <laughs> retreat Rick. and the Frostwolf clan um are captured because you know obviously the Fellworks understood that they were being fucked over. Uh okay, so there is a like a little we're going to call him a mageling guy. He's he, he was studying under the mages but he kind of was like, "Uh eh, y- y- you guys seem lame." <laughs> This is Cadgar. Um, yeah, his name's Cadgar, also known known in my notes as Cardigan because I couldn't <laughs> remember his name. That's close <laughs> enough. So Cardigan suspects that Medivh is corrupt, um, and Medivh is going around advising like the king to attack the orcs, and he's like, "Yeah, man, no, we've got this. Get in there. Like, go, go." You know, he's, he's, he's misleading him into attacking Fucking the Fucking
0: dunk those <laughs> <laughs> I think he does say that, yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> line for line. Uh, Durtan <laughs> is freed uh, by his fellow Frostwolf clan members. Some of them have kind of uh, betrayed the evil Gul'dan um, and freed him. And they also help uh, Draka flee with this baby. Um, which she sends down the river a la Moses
0: Baby Moses, orc yeah. baby Moses <laughs> Orc baby
3: Moses Yeah. Um, she dies uh, In drop the process Basically her. somebody sees her <laughs> Drop off her baby <laughs> mm-hmm. um, And so uh, They go to attack her And she attacks them, she kills them But she also dies in the process
0: That was pretty cold blooded Proper
1: Viking yeah. fashion
3: It was pretty fell blooded Oh! She did have
0: green fell blood all on her face. Mm. Oh, yeah, she bit that that other orc's neck out. It was crazy. That was pretty
3: dope. So, Duratan, you know, freed from his cages or whatever, he confronts Guldan, our evil orc man, and they do something called a Makora, which, or, am I? Makora? Makora! Sorry. Makora!
2: Um, oh, that was perfect. <laughs> makara.
0: Your orchestra. is hey, flawless.
2: Uh, dance the Makara. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Hey,
3: Makara. Oh!
0: If it had been a dance-off, this movie would have earned so many points. Oh,
3: shit! So, Makara is essentially a, uh, a, like, a duel, an honor duel type thing, and, um... So uh, you know they're duking it out, and uh, uh, Durin's really throwing down on Gul'dan. Gul'dan's kind of a wimp because he's a warlock, so he's squishy without yeah. you know his powers.
0: He's and he's still pretty buff though. he, he oh, pulls him up by the neck and everything. He's
3: buff, but he's uh he's not he's not able to beat Durin by any means without the use of magic. So it's he true. cops out and uses uh, essentially siphon life. And drains a bunch of life Out of Duritan, And all the other orcs are like Dude, that's fucking cheating You can't do that (laughs) Cheese, Um, man, cheese And, you know, as we know Orcs are honorable people Kind of, uh, selectively (laughs) Sometimes Um, (laughs) Yeah (laughs) And they were like, that's cheating, what the fuck, what the fuck? So, um, you know, basically everyone bitches out Gul'dan for cheating, and then I'm pretty sure, uh, Dirtan, uh, you know, throws some shade, and- Oh, yeah. So Gul'dan's like, alright, now I'm really gonna fucking kill you. And he just obliterates him, um, completely sucks his soul out, and, uh, What seemed to be the main character, Dorotan, fucking dies. He was the
0: perspective character. He (laughs) was literally the narrator at the beginning and the end, which is confusing. Yeah. I assume he was an orc force ghost.
3: Yeah, and he's he's dead as fuck now. So a bunch of the orcs are, you know, really pissed about this. They're like, this is dishonorable. Gul'dan squashes dissent by killing a few orcs and being like, you know, I get in line or I'm going to kill you. On the other side of the world planet whatever uh medivh basically goes full evil he yeah. gets fell in his eyes and he's hanging out in a fell filled bathtub
0: oh uh, man that did look relaxing
3: <laughs> it really it looked like a nice spot yeah. he goes full green side yeah yeah, yeah the mucus sauna yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: not bad uh, blue true. magic good green magic bad
3: And as you'll remember, generic white guy Anduin and our other guy Cardigan, um, (laughs) mini-mage...
0: The (laughs)
1: mini-mage!
3: Mini-mage. I like that. Attempt to attack Medivh um, to try to stop him as Medivh is attempting to reopen the portal for more fel orcs to come through. Uh, Humans are launching an attack against the fel orcs uh, based on um, Medivh's misleading uh, battle action plans. And it was a fool's battle. Uh, and at some point, uh, the king, who is fighting on the lines with everyone, realizes, like, holy shit, we're, we're, we're done for. There's no hope here. We're going to die. Uh, so he turns to Garona, the half-orc, um, and basically says to her, here, kill me, um, because if you kill me, that's, a, you know, considered an honorable thing, and you will have won the respect of the orcs, and they will kind of trust you, because you're at least half orc, um, but you are also working on behalf of the humans, so he is hoping that by allowing her, or, you know, insisting that she kill him, that they will be able to foster goodwill amongst orcs and humans going forward. So, you know, Garona does it, she kills him. Um, And then, uh... Medivh, uh, you know, he's basically had his ass kicked by, uh, white guy Anduin and, uh, Cardigan. Um, so he, I guess, like, got some sense knocked into him. He's, he's basically, like, on his deathbed. And, uh, in, in this, like, moment of clarity, he realizes, uh, you know, all these horrible things that he's done. Maybe, like, the fell fell magic, uh, has loosened its grip on him. And he, uh, opens... The portal not to the land of the orcs, but to Stormwind, um, which is the city that the humans are from, uh, enabling the humans to retreat. And Anduin somehow, uh, I guess he like flies in and comes and collects the king's dead body.
0: Well, if anybody had a hard time uh, following this movie while they were watching it, so did we. So oh. the plot was very convoluted. But
3: there's one last thing. So, one of the very last scenes is uh, Baby Green Moses getting picked up by a human, and then it's like, to be continued.
2: Yes.
0: And I'm assuming that the uh, sequel is uh, in development, right? No. LOL, no. (laughs) Well, now that we've got the summary down, I think it's time for us to get to the bulk of the podcast. This is where we talk about the themes imagery, uh, making of the film, and anything else we want to talk about about Warcraft. Now, I have to say, guys, I was, <laughs> I was pretty confused at this movie because I didn't see anybody, like, collecting wolf pelts to give to a farmer or... Going around, like, hunting some rats, or... I mean, I thought this was a Warcraft movie. Uh,
3: <laughs> yes, the timeless uh, the, the timeless activity of mindless quests. Clean- grinding. Uh-huh. Yeah, grinding. There, yeah, there was
0: far too much purpose in this movie for what I would have expected for a Warcraft movie.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is true. I'm like, hey, wait, why am I taking this first? (laughs) I don't
2: care. I've
0: only flushed a thousand hours of my life down the toilet to this game.
2: So one of the main themes I noticed was having loyalty for one's race or clan, Mm. Mm -hmm. and um, it's often tied in with one's honor,
0: mm -hmm.
2: following traditions, and for the horde. For For the the horde. Horde! But um, a lot of the time, or with certain characters, their personal morals seem to be at odds with those traditions of their cultures. Like Durotan, Uh his personal morals of protecting his clan kind of went against the propaganda that Golden was perpetuating um, just to increase his own power. And Anduin also, at one point, couldn't take following the king and the guardian, Medivh, blindly anymore when he knew that they were going to just be basically going into a trap. And he was trying to warn them that it was a fight they couldn't win. And so he was uh, speaking out against the king and got into trouble for it. So he and Durotan actually had a lot of similarities to their characters. I thought that was interesting. If
0: Admiral Akbar had been in this movie, he would have had something (laughs) to say about what they were going into. Right. The ever wise Mr. Akbar. <laughs>
3: It's a trap. Ad- oh. Someone had to say it. Someone had to say it. They actually do shout "It's a trap" at some point, but not oh. not in that scene. Oh, It's, damn. it's the scene when Duratan and the Frostwolf Clan decide to meet up with the humans to try to like team up together to take down the Fell Orcs.
0: Yeah. No, there was then, a lot of traps in this movie. And
3: then the Fell Orcs were actually like hiding out there, um, and you know, the Frostwolf Clan was genuinely trying to team up, but then the humans mistook it for a trap because they thought they were being misled, so you got some right. good It's a trap! <laughs> nice. nice. Action. And
1: yeah. we
0: love trap action.
1: There's yeah. a scene where Goldan just has a dude kneeling next to his throne and he's just <laughs> juicing him like a tasty snack every once in a while, while having a conversation. <laughs> like he's taking a, like a drag from a cigarette or, or yeah, a vape. He's,
0: he's got his hot vape right next to him.
2: Yeah. yeah it's, ready to go. It's actually really haunting whenever... They draw life from people. They yeah. look like they're turning into ghouls or something.
1: Yeah, they're it's super creepy. They're juicing.
3: I should make it clear it's magic juicing. Um, so, <laughs> no, oh, yeah,
0: better or
1: worse. It's Good a, point. It's a
3: siphon life. Uh, so there's there's they're not literally putting them in a juicer. <laughs> yeah. So it's
1: siphon life, not vape life. Yeah. No, they're not treating people like Capri Suns, where they just like stab a straw <laughs> oh into them and start slurping. <laughs> Though the effect looks pretty similar. The toll it takes on their body. It does look like a pouch being drained.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, it really
3: does. Yeah, really just that
1: loose skin on the bones. It
3: is fucking gnarly.
1: Yeah, pretty brutal. If I had to make a point for class struggle, I think it would be a government thing. Because they're... When you drew comparisons between Anduin and Duratan, it bo- shows both times people going against their leader
2: mm-hmm.
1: for a sense of honor. Yeah. And that shows that there's kind of, like, an ethical law that takes, like, priority over literal law. Because mm-hmm. chieftains aren't normally allowed to disagree with a war chief in the Horde. Ah. Well, they, they can disagree, and they can challenge
0: demokera, but it's dishonorable to disobey. Yeah, it's a death-based democracy, which is yeah. not the best type of democr- democracy, in my personal opinion.
3: Yeah, it's like I said, you know, works for living, quote-unquote, peacefully, except that they would occasionally kill each other honorably? Eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Now, now, maybe less of a direct class struggle, but Casey did notice some themes of colonialism rearing their ugly head in this film wah, wah.
3: yeah so it seemed like the fell energy um, is actually like a really good uh metaphor almost for uh colonization um especially like western style colonization and uh, the introduction of um uh, consumerism as well uh, because um the fell energy uh, corrupts any uh, Any culture that it is introduced to Mm -hmm. um, and turns its people into uh, bloodthirsty imperialists or expansionists, I guess. Um, They
0: need to get more land so they can continue to drive their engine of uh, colonialism ever further.
3: And they need, they need more land so that they can continue to thrive, but every land that they go to, they completely demolish with this fell energy. And uh, Not a
0: sustainable plan.
3: No, and so the, the ener- energy corrupts the people, and it also drains the lands of its resources, and so they keep having to expand and go further and further out, um, and they do it at all costs. Uh, So I thought that related really similarly to western expansion and especially um, with regard to the way that capitalism will often, uh, or capitalists will often shamelessly go get their dicks in other people's lands for resources (laughs) and just kind
2: of fuck everything up. They stick
0: their dick in the land Uh and just fuck and fuck until there's nothing left to fuck. When you
2: have an agenda that (laughs) <laughs> kind of drives you to always make more profit And to always expand There's no end in sight And it's definitely not sustainable
3: Yeah, and it, it also uh, uh, Capitalism And consumerism When it expands to these lands Often fosters these de- Like, these demands It fosters this like um, It's
0: a cycle Like it's, you, uh, Once you introduce it it starts to reproduce itself exactly. Ad nauseum
3: Yeah so the, the the people who are introduced To consumerism Suddenly you know where once they might Have been like you know we're, we're good They're like wait no I do need You know all these gadgets and all this stuff That I didn't think I needed before I, I need it now I want it now And so you end up with these Countries whose resources Are being like ripped away from them By you know us and, and they're being force-fed this belief that they need more things, that they need c- to consume, they need to acquire these new things, and so they continue and perpetuate this cycle um, that ultimately just ravages the planet, which is very akin to what is happening in this movie.
0: Yeah, uh, the, the desire for more things produces the need for more things, which produces continues
1: to reproduce itself. Yeah, it causes
3: resource depletion, which then requires that you go get more things, because you don't have it anymore.
1: Yes, and you can tell that this movie is a fantasy for one reason. Because people see the corruption in their government and decide to do something about it. Good yes. point. A very yes. small
3: group, though.
1: Yeah. yeah. But a very outstanding group as well. They make quite the impact, If though. only some outstanding individuals. It's true. On the Alliance side, Anduin, who is the person who is doing that on that side of things, ends up becoming the king at the end of the film.
3: Spoilers. Oh! Oh! <laughs> oh!
0: Says the woman who recapped the entire film.
3: <laughs> um... What else? I've got a few other ones. What do you All guys? Chaucer, um,
2: Jack. I mean, they went out on a limb and decided to cover the theme of life versus death. It was real a really risky move. <laughs> no. well, I it is
0: so bold and yet so brave. Uh,
2: but <laughs> There's there, a lot of
0: death in this movie.
2: You kind of see like a lot of symbolism about fecundity versus corruption and. Mm. Vocab words. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So, like, the humans are kind of lauded as the good guys. (laughs) They are the ones who want to sustain life, and the orcs are denigrated as. The bad guys, those who want to perpetuate death. And then there are, of course, outliers to that. I was going to say,
0: I feel like to some degree, we get a much more nuanced look at the orcs in general in this Mm -hmm. movie. Because, I mean, we're seeing these two kind of factions within the orcs. The humans are kind of, to me, they're kind of an afterthought in a lot of what's going on. I mean, like we said... um, Duritan is kind of the prospective character of this to some extent.
1: It's true. You are made to give much more of a fuck about the orcs than you are the humans in this.
3: I mean, orcs are the most interesting race. Yes. So
2: Yeah, but so the orc lifestyle is kind of portrayed as something that's not sustainable, mm. which it isn't. But that is because there is corruption within their ranks. I was going to say, I kind of disagree because I think that their their lifestyle was actually sustainable for yes. uh,
3: for years. And I know that some of this stuff I do know because I love World of Warcraft lore, but um, yeah. they the way that this movie paints it, they make it seem like there's just one faction of the orcs that's like the good guys who, like, get that, you know, being these uh, imperialist, you know, corrupt demon blood people... It, that, that That's a bad thing. Um, but in reality, uh, the way that the fell blood works is it, it transforms your personality. Uh, oh, once yeah. you acquire the uh, fell blood in your, in your body, um, you become bloodthirsty and ravenous and you don't care anymore for the peaceful or, you know, quote unquote peaceful life yeah. of the orcs uh, who... Are not raptured by the fell fel magic. It's
1: true. One of the only ways that their society kind of stays together is that through that bloodthirstiness, they still have a grasp on tradition mm-hmm. and at least still strive to be honorable. One of the things that, when I looked up Orkish Honor, uh, it was moderation, right? So when they go to war, the goal is to win. They don't want to win excessively. A lot of what they do in this film is they just ravage the land that they get and they move on. That corruption wasn't there, they wouldn't be doing that. They would expend as many troops as they need minimum to get the job done, use the minimum amount of resources to get it done as well.
0: It sounds to me like this movie stands as a good metaphor for addiction. Ooh. If The orcs are are trying to practice moderation, but then get infected with this fell power that makes them constantly need to consume yes. more of the power. They become addicted to the you know it, through a chemical or physical physiological need. But if you know they have a cultural appreciation for moderation, at least in the lore of of the game, it sounds like then. That is kind of an interesting juxtaposition between the the you know the desire to kind of do things a certain way and then something that takes over and prevents them from being able to make those measured decisions. Exactly.
3: Yeah, they discard a lot of their morality uh, because of this fell magic, which is very akin to you know addiction.
1: Right. Right. Say no to fell.
3: <laughs> their addiction. Not even once. Yeah. yeah kind of corrupts their
2: livelihood
3: yeah i actually what i i tried when i was um watching this i tried to draw parallels between this and what's going on with our current political climate because i was thinking about you know the alt-right and the far-right and how they have kind of started to just get very feverantly uh interested in in uh Aggressive right politics, and th- to them, the ends justify the means completely. Whereas, uh, but the one difference I see is that these orcs do still maintain some level of honor, mm-hmm. there is still that, like, even when it is disadvantageous to them, they will acknowledge the some of the rules at least of their, uh,
1: Makara.
3: yeah, of their culture, yeah. which, like, you know is not happening with a lot of uh, people on the right. You know, the the Constitution and the laws that we have in place are only laws when they are serving to, uh, you know, fuck over the left agenda, but when they are potentially inhibiting... Um, the right from achieving whatever creepy fascist dream they have. <laughs> suddenly, you know, the rules go out the window, and none of this is real. And fuck all of it. You know, they're they're ironically complete opposites. Mm-hmm.
1: They're Goldan supporters. That's, yeah, that's when
2: you get a lot of people talking about corruption in the government. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes, fell corruption. <laughs> There's right.
2: Fell corruption in the government.
3: <laughs>
1: there be fell in Congress.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so it seemed like um within the lore, at least described in the movie, the humans had outlawed magic, uh, because it was corrupted by the fell, or it was like you said, Casey, it was like a beacon for the fell. And um the orcs embrace this corrupted magic for the greater power it provides, or at least those in power do. Mm-hmm. You
0: reminded me. That was the class struggle I was looking for. Magic is outlawed for anybody to train in magic who is not selected for it by a elite class that mm-hmm. that decides who gets access to magic and who doesn't.
2: Yeah, they reside in this uh, floating city called Kirin Tor. And the mages of Kirin Tor... Mm-hmm. And the Guardian can, are the only ones that can cast magic.
3: I think the floating city is Dalaran. The name of the mage group is Kirin Tor.
2: Okay. But you know more about this than me. I, but I could <laughs> be wrong. There
3: are some things I genuinely do not remember. Yeah. Um. But I, th- I think that's the case. But yeah. it doesn't right. matter.
2: So that, that group, the Kirin Tor and the Guardian, are the only ones that are allowed to cast magic then.
0: Right. They've, yeah. they've outlawed magic for the general mm-hmm. populace. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
3: Which is a completely other long story that is super interesting and I would love for them to make a movie out of.
2: <laughs> yeah, it seems like they have, the humans have rejected this corrupted form of power. Mm-hmm. But then it, the corruption still gets through anyway because they've consolidated that power with one person. Right. Potentially.
0: Too much power in one person's hands yeah. is not safe mm-hmm. for the masses.
3: Yeah. Mm, yes. It's kind of funny because the, the whole idea, the reason why they limit magic use to just this select group is because when they had rampant magic use, it actually attracted, you know, fell demons mm. to the earth and caused... Uh, like basically a massive explosion and a rip in the earth and something called the sundering and the continent divided and some elves turned into fucking mermaids it got crazy (laughs) i told you it would make a great movie yeah um yeah and when that happened they were like fuck never again (laughs) magic is like very off limits Um, and so they tried to, uh, limit the amount of magic use, um, and, and try to keep that really consolidated, and in doing so, it also meant that the potential for something to go wrong, and for everybody else not to be able to do something about it, because no one has the skills required to take down the great mage, um, you know, that, that risk is way higher than it should be. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, though, our buddy mini-mage was able to do it. It's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. Who knew? And if, uh, the acolyte. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Cardigan. Cardigan, the yeah. mini-mage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if um, you know a
1: little bit about the, low, the WoW lore... WoW wow, no. Exactly. <laughs> uh, a thing that occurs a few times in the film, which is never going to be resolved, because I don't think they're going to be expanding the series... But uh, lineage is very important, as we saw uh, with Duratan and his son. Uh, his son is, later comes to be named Thrall, and he's a very important character in the series as a whole. Why don't they just the call him chief. Orc Moses? <laughs> they could have. People call him Orc Jesus all the time, too. Jesus but, uh,
3: doesn't make a whole lot of sense, though.
1: I think it's just... A few times he like does a few miracles or he whatever. He walks on maybe. water. Something <laughs> like that. He is a shaman. Does
0: he heal a leper? Does he uh, cure blindness?
1: Something like that. He becomes the war chief through Makara.
0: Oh, well, yeah, I think yeah. Jesus did that. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Jack, you're a resident expert on that. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Oh, it's Jesus. true. Oh Jesus is right! I
1: remember when he killed Hercules to become the war chief.
0: But um, man, can that be our rewriting history? Oh hell yeah! Jesus versus Hercules? That's a good time.
1: But uh, yeah, Thrall is really important. That he's a son that appears in this movie. The son of the king that appeared in this movie, uh, Varian, becomes the king for uh. Very large chunk of World of Warcraft. And then, uh, Medivh, his mother appears in the film, and she dishonorably passed on the role of guardian to Medivh.
0: Oh, hey, there's an actor whose name I knew. That was Glenn Close. Hey, there you go. I think.
2: Oh, she was his mother? hmm. Yeah. I did not get that. And she was also
3: corrupted by Fell Magic. Right. Um, yeah. and then, and then, uh, family also, tradition. Also, there was, um, uh, the father and son sort of relationship where um yes. a lot of what uh I think helped some of these characters potentially uh see the flaws in the system was because they had children that they were concerned about. I mean mm-hmm. um yeah, so uh for Duritan he had his son who was later named Thrall. They didn't name him Thrall. That would be weird. Um <laughs> Uh, I forget what they named him, but um,
1: Moses. <laughs>
3: obviously, um, Moses, but
2: Moses, Moses, Moses. <laughs> when
3: when his son is born, uh, and Gul'dan infects him with fell magic in order to save him from this like premature birth.
1: Rip that deer! Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> he says to his wife Dra'ka. He says, um, Shit, "Throw this it? bitch in the river." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> no i don't think that was the exact quote from the movie
3: um he says uh you know like if 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 Gul'dan can infect uh you know such an innocent child with fell magic you know like this is this is terrifying the level of power that this has and and the fact that he basically has, has infected my kid with this horrible bloodthirst from birth. Um, and he's really fearful of fell magic, and he's really fearful of Gul'dan, and he doesn't think any of this is a good idea, and he's really concerned about his kid and about um, the effects that this this fell magic will have on his people and potentially his son's ability to grow up and be a strong and, and uh, noble leader. Um,
2: yeah, basically... Like, ruins his chances of being a, a normal, honorable orc.
3: Yeah. Um, and then we have Anduin, whose son, I don't know. You know, he cares about him. I don't care about humans. <laughs> you know,
2: it's hard, there. it's hard to care because they don't really establish that relationship very well in the movie. No, they do No, don't.
0: I was totally baffled when you guys said that that was Anduin's son. Mm-hmm.
2: They know, seemed like they weren't very far in age. Too. He must have been like ten years old when he fucking fathered that kid. It can happen. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Gross. It, that's that's just the way it was back then. Oh. Yeah, you're right.
1: You're right. Yeah, yeah. His son gets um. Needed. Yeah, he gets fingered by Black Oh, hands. God. Yeah,
2: it's that's
1: how he dies.
3: blackhand yeah.
1: loses his hand earlier in the film when when he grabs the barrel of Anduin's gun. Right as he fires the trigger, so he loses the hand and he gets a metal one with these huge claw fingers on it. Yeah, and then
0: he fingers uh, Anduin's son with them.
1: Just like stabs yeah,
3: yeah. him, and then, you know, somehow Anduin's son doesn't have any deep wounds on
0: him (laughs) i mean we know from warcraft that any armor that is damaged in battle is completely repaired by the time you take it off of the corpse right of course Mm. yeah yeah. that's how you loot. good stuff (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. so that part was actually consistent with the games it seems like
1: yes and then when anduin is sad and he's crying uh the half-breed uh pities him And they start hooking up.
3: Oh, God. Um, Yeah, yeah. Forgot about the romantic... We've been bitching about the romantic subplot, but we haven't said anything yet. I I think we
0: we willfully forgot it until Jack horrifically tore us back to the reality where we have to talk about the unfortunate romantic subplot that I hate oh so much.
1: I had to phrase it that terribly because that's how it felt. My son is dead. Uh, Yeah, yeah, but are you down, though? Yeah, you
3: DTF? That literally happened! You up?
1: He's, like, crying, and she starts kissing his neck, and
0: he's just like, uh... You know what? (laughs) This will help me heal. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Like, my grief boner is so strong right now. One of
1: the strongest types of boners. You make my boner cry.
3: So I think we should. I think we should have a proper discussion about. Uh, oh yeah, go for it. Oh,
2: Yeah, I was just gonna That's say a... we frequently complain about these half-cocked. Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> they're
2: full-cocked. Romantic subplots in a lot of these fantasy movies. This was totally tacked on. Um, Very
0: unnecessary.
2: I thought that Corona, that's the half orc, was treated like an object for most of the movie. She wasn't treated like an autonomous individual. I mean, we literally she, meet her in
0: chains. She's a with slave. The,
2: yeah, with the orcs, she's a slave. And then with the humans, she's a prisoner. And uh, even when they free her, she still isn't totally trusted, which I guess kind of makes sense, but. Um, she just isn't treated like she deserves her own space either. Like e- Casey, e- you kept mentioning that people were standing way too close to her the entire time. I think, you. but I, my complaint about that was largely from
3: the uh, complaint with, I guess, the director because that is okay. is a sort of like an intimacy maneuver that is used to sort of like imply sexuality getting Um, within
1: fuck range
3: get it yeah yeah, just i mean she's she's (laughs) like She's the only orc that doesn't look like an orc. She's supposed yeah. to be half orc and half Drenai, but she doesn't look half eye at all. She just looks like a human in orc cosplay. She is w- yeah.
1: whelmingly pretty.
3: Yeah. And- <laughs> whelmingly pretty.
1: <laughs> Even her...
2: <laughs>
1: Without the green, it's overwhelming. <laughs> but with the green,
0: <laughs> Yeah,
2: by the it's way, there. real quick side note, I guess the green skin of hers was CGI'd in. yeah
0: if you watch the the footage of uh, the filming, she is just a human, and with normal human-colored skin for the actor who is playing her.
2: Yeah, and she does have the prostheses in, the teeth, and the the ears. The dollar store vampire teeth she's (laughs) has.
0: Worn upside down. Now, to to Chelsea's point, though, about um, Garona's lack of autonomy, I mean, even in the final moment where you know, uh, she and King Lane are, you know, King Lane is basically telling her, hey, do this thing, you know, stab me, and, and all these things are happening. She's not making that choice. She's not exhibiting really any autonomy. She's again, like, to your point, just being used as an object or, or for somebody else's whims.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's ostensibly for her benefit, but it's she doesn't really make the choice. It's really
2: herself. in service to
3: the humans. She's—it's weird because she's almost like a a humanoid MacGuffin. Yeah, you know. Right. She mm. she rarely has her own uh, uh, desires or will. Her only one desire is like I want man thing, and man things like uh, I don't. Really? I, 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 my kid just died. Yeah. Can we not right now? And she's like, "But I'm in love." And it's like, "Do you even know what love is? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Do you even know what love? Is? I mean, it's very much like. I mean, this has been repeated in so many movies. This is Leeloo from the Fifth Element.
3: Yes. Yeah. It's like her only, her only like motivating thing is I love man, which is kind of boring. Yeah,
0: yeah. loving man is very boring in my opinion.
3: Yeah. I mean. <laughs> uh another um i guess it's not really a theme but just sort of like a a a juxtaposition that is kind of interesting to look at is uh how orcs relate to women in their culture Mm. versus how humans Uh, relate to women yes um orc women are kind of like on par with orc men yeah they uh you know join war with them they're uh respected and uh Durotan's relationship with his wife is the best thing I've seen. Oh so my cute. god, such a
0: healthy, loving relationship. Especially
3: in fantasy films, yeah. where I feel yeah. like women are not usually treated that well. Right. They are incredibly charming, playful, and sweet, and have clearly a very healthy relationship. Yeah.
0: Wait, are you, are you so saying cute. that women aren't treated well in film, usually? No. I'm, that, I'm blown away. <laughs> Didn't figure this out. Oh, no! no! <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um yeah the, it was very cute to see them together, <laughs> yeah
1: the orc love the orc chemistry is so real, yeah, I love it,
3: yeah, they're very uh, uh loving and and supportive of each other, and you know they do things together. it's kind of like you know it's a it's a team it's not one person having ownership over the other, yeah. Yeah. whereas the human <laughs> relationships with uh women didn't feel quite the same right um I mean for one. Uh, humans treated Corona like property largely because she was a prisoner. She was a tool. She was something that they saw as something they could use.
0: Right.
3: Right. Um, she was often not trusted and, uh, you know, not, not necessarily respected. Um, and then also, uh, there's the scene where the king is going to march off into battle and he says to his son, some... Supportive dad shit, yeah. you know, like you're gonna be the hero of the land one day or something like that. You're
0: number one, kid. Yeah, yeah. right in front of you know, a, ostensibly that child's sister.
3: Yeah, Who's yeah, older. yeah. And and his wife, and he turns to his wife, says nothing.
0: Rides and away. Rides off. <laughs> yeah.
3: And I was like, do you not love your wife? I don't understand. <laughs>
0: I
1: like to think in that moment he got a vision of his wife marrying her brother, and then (laughs) he was like, you know what? Maybe I don't. The movie (laughs) does
0: seem to sort of imply at the very end that the brother and sister might be hooking up. I think it was very uncomfortable together, but. It, w- it was
1: ambiguous and that was not great <laughs> <laughs> There should be no ambiguity in these things Exactly yeah.
3: I can't give you much on the human lore because I don't care Um. So I couldn't tell you whether you're wrong or right We're going to just believe what we want here I'll give yeah. this to the
1: listeners yeah. The prince Varian Wren one day grows up to name his son Anduin After, after his own character Yeah Uncle, father. Yes, exactly. No! Uh, (laughs) No! uh,
0: F's in the chat.
2: (laughs) (laughs) F's in the chat. So it might be time to get into talking about the nemesis of the movie. You
0: would think so, but it's not. (gasps) But first, I'd like to pose to you a question. Okay. Do it. Why doesn't this movie get a better reputation than it does?
1: It did a few things differently than the novel that it was based on and the game. Not that I know enough of the lore to point out exactly what they were. I believe it was what was surrounding Medivh. Sure. As well as Makara in the film was... One of the core features of it was that magic was not allowed, but in multiple Makaras throughout the series, magic is just totally fine. In fact, Thrall, Green Moses, uses it... Not in one Makara, but two. Ooh. So, he shoots lightning bolts. Not in this movie, but eventually. No, he's still a baby in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If he was shooting lightning bolts, that'd be a that'd be a hard upbringing.
3: He's just <laughs> shooting snot out of his nose right now. It's yeah. Yeah. very Which, cute. He actually does. They have snot out of this
2: fake green baby. CGI
0: yeah. snot is top tier. Uh,
2: graphic graphic
0: effects. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Um. Some of the reviews were saying that. The CGI wasn't very good. I thought it was great. Yeah, what? I thought it looked pretty good, yeah. Dude, Loki is so loud. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You it, might
0: kick him up. Yeah, if you hear our rumbling right now, it's our cat, Loki. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: he's sitting on my lap.
0: Just imagine an uwu, and it'll make you feel better. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh,
3: I think potentially... Two of the things that might have deterred some people from this movie might have been, um... One, that it is World of Warcraft, and it kind of has... It has a bit of a reputation. I mean, people who like World of Warcraft like it, and people who don't think it's for fucking nerd losers, and, like, you know, don't get it, and probably don't want to go see a movie about it. Um, the other thing is that, you know, there's a lot of people in this movie, and there's a lot going on, Mm -hmm. and you know as a person who loves World of Warcraft lore I think it's fun but I'm not so sure that someone who doesn't know anything about this would be that intrigued or engaged in it and they might just feel overwhelmed and it might feel like you know you guys were saying how like the love story is is just hacked on you know like the love story is a part of the lore but it you know in the movie feels a little bit ridiculous
0: right your tears turned me on <laughs> but, uh, yeah i was I was kind of wondering if if we all kind of thought that maybe it had something to do with the just the heavy reliance on lore, there's a lot of characters that you have to follow. It's not an easy movie to follow, even if you're taking notes and paying really close attention, like I was,
1: yeah, I think it was a movie for the fans. It's a movie for the fans, and most movies like that. Do not have the budget that this film had, right? And it or was David Bowie's
0: son to direct
1: them. It's true.
3: It's true. And the CGI in this film is fucking incredible. Yeah. We watched. We watched. It was like a three-minute, three and a half-minute clip of basically uh, how these worlds were created, and you know they show the actors in those little jumpsuits with the yeah. little uh, black balls on them. Yep. And uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> don't giggle
0: <laughs> they're white balls and black suits anyway oh, <laughs> my know. bad Maybe not.
2: they're um, gray suits with white and black balls I don't know <laughs> are you guys
3: colorblind they were green <laughs> um, and then
1: he was covered in balls all the colors of the rainbow can you How with
3: all the colors sweet <laughs> <laughs> of the wind. Sorry. I mean, yeah, this is
0: an ILM uh graphic oh effects movie I, mean, I thought it looked really good.
3: What?
1: In Re- rewriting history just a musical version of the film.
0: <laughs> yes. Only if we can uh come up with some of the songs.
1: Oh, yes.
3: Ugh.
0: More on that to come. <laughs> or not. Why <laughs> <Or> not?
3: <laughs> um but it's it, it's a movie for the fans like you said and I think that Unlike other other movies that are made for fans, like Harry Potter, um, the World of Warcraft group is a little bit more insular, and people don't necessarily want to engage with it if they're not already in the fan group. Um, if anything, the Barons chat would deter a lot of people the fuck out of this movie. So
0: the
1: the what the
3: Barons chat? Uh, it's a so meany. <laughs> It's basically where Chuck Norris jokes came from. Oh, um, no. Yeah. Enough said. <laughs> when you play World of Warcraft, there is a chat for each zone you're in, each, like, region. One of the regions is called the Barrens. It's actually right next to Durotar, which is uh-huh. named after Duratan. Dur- oh. Um oh. And the oh. Barrens is one of the, like, starting areas for the Horde. And it is just full of a bunch of little dweebs making. I don't know if this is still true, but you know, making Chuck Norris. Once upon
0: jokes. a time. As a as a little dweeb, I'm not sure how I feel about this,
3: dude.
1: <laughs> orcs loved Chuck Norris back back then. Back in know? those days.
0: Yeah, I see.
3: It was relentless and kind of painful.
0: That's. It sounds like it. <laughs> It- given uh what you've told me about it already I believe you I'm really surprised they didn't include that in the film if it's such a yeah I don't, I don't part. remember um seeing Leroy Jenkins either I would have okay. thought he would have yes a part. Leroy! <laughs> yeah. oh my god
1: <laughs> yes. if someone wanted to make like a highly edited roast of this film I would yeah. love to see them just have like a chat superimposed <laughs> oh, over the, the lower b- left b- side b- of the screen oh I love it Just making shitty Chuck Norris jokes while the film is going.
0: Listeners,
1: get on it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, then it's time for our new segment, Evil, Stupid, or Misunderstood. This is where we determine if the villain of the film's motivations were evil, stupid, or misunderstood
2: title still in workshop.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of the perfect summation of what the section's is about. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we're talking about um Goldan here, right? I mean, I guess he's also kind of
3: Also Yeah.
0: Suppose yeah. so. He, he's he's you we we find out over time that he's a villain. So we can break him both down. Mhm.
2: I think Goldan is straight up evil. He is not sure. reflective about using the fell magic. Mm-hmm. He's Totally unrepentant. He just is, is selfish. He wants more power. He del- he seems to delight in taking the souls from other people and their life magic. Agreed. Like you were saying, it's just is so casual. For it him. gets him off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how I could know. it not? What do you guys think?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, the problem, though, is that fell magic corrupts you. Yeah. And so.
2: We yeah. don't know what he was like before that. A-
3: we may i just don't remember okay. but it also doesn't <laughs> but matter we don't. <laughs> because we're talking about the movie yeah. not you know the millions of years of fucking world of warcraft war right. yeah but uh in this in this world you know we we don't really know if Gul'dan is is actually a good guy who just got corrupted who just got manipulated um by the fell magic um or if he is a Bloodthirsty person, and that's why he wanted the Fell Magic in the first place. Um, we're really not sure. It's not really that easy to tell. Uh, the Fell Magic is definitely evil, right? Yeah. <laughs> but
0: seems the, like it.
3: And the people who consume it become evil, right? But are those people uh, are those people evil despite the fact that they are under control? Which is kind of the big question of World of Warcraft. Um, because uh later on the orcs are able to sort of find a way out of the fell magic. They're able to kind of like free their spirits or their souls from the bloodthirst of the fell magic. Okay. And so they're trying to be treated like normal, but humans don't see them that way because they basically came and like wiped out entire chunks of towns and cities and stuff yeah Yeah,
1: there were a few bad orc leaders in there orc hitler pretty much garrosh he was there but um yeah when it comes to goldan i i'm gonna have to say evil at least in the context of the film he starts already super corrupted and ends super corrupted. So right.
0: We never get a chance to see him be any other way.
1: Flat mm-hmm. flat character. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't
0: really have an arc in this. No, no.
1: Now so, I'm
0: gonna so. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that I think Medivh's motivations are stupid. Ah, let's oh, let's hear really? it. I do. Uh Do I mean he's already in a position of a tremendous amount of power. He doesn't need to you know, he he's the, the head of this mage academy, he's the guardian of the realm, the world—I'm not even sure what he's, he's the, the guardian, guardian of. He is the guardian, and, and you know he—he he has this very sudden change where he's like you know he—he he overuses his power, and it like just pushes him even farther, and, and suddenly he's very unconvincingly showing up in the king's war room, uh, trying to like influence uh, King Lane in the most. Um, like, transparent way, and drunk Alduin is the only person in the room who can see what's going on, when, when you know, he's basically, like, twirling his must you know, uh, mustache at this point, uh, Medivh is, and, you know, and then in this kind of last moment he he finds redemption, but he only really fell, like, a few hours beforehand, and then suddenly he's dying, he's like, oh, actually, I was being a dick, sorry guys!
3: The King does mention, though, that he's been gone for six years. Or maybe it was out, out and to win. Yeah, uh, somebody does mention One of them mentions, times, yeah. you know, you've been gone all this time, and I think he might have been brewing up some shitty film magic in that time.
0: But then why was he helping them in the first place?
3: I th- Because it's it's sort of like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing, I think.
1: Definitely.
3: He, he was,
2: like, resisting it for a long yeah. time. Yeah.
1: I, there's one scene where he's crying, and uh, he's... Right he while he's the, dying. I, yeah. He says the line like there were times I can't remember. Yeah, so there there are periods of time where he's not in control of his own actions. Mm. Yeah, gaps in his memory. So
3: so it's it's almost like I I feel like there's the potential for both villains to be misunderstood. Maybe not misunderstood. Their their evilness is understood, but it is not who they potentially really are. But Mm -hmm. we're not really sure of that. Because we never got to meet them prior to their corruption. There's
0: not enough in the text of the film to make a judgment of. That's fair. Alright, well then, now it's time for the part of the show where we give our ratings for this movie. So, I'm going to go around and ask you each to give me your most epic moment or part of this movie, and then give it a rating between one and ten swords. Casey, you're our guest. Would you like to go first?
3: Sure. I'm going to go real high and give it ten battle axes. (laughs) (laughs) Battle (laughs) axes? That's a guest rating. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Controversial. (laughs) I love I have such a soft spot for World of Warcraft, and I love lore, and I love World of Warcraft's lore. And even though I know that some of this is inaccurate, it still felt very fulfilling to watch.
0: Cool. So. Do you have an epic moment you want to talk about? Your favorite or your favorite part of the film?
3: Pretty. I don't know. Just pretty much any time the orcs are kicking ass and taking names. Like I know that in some cases they're bad guys, but they're just so amazing. They just fucking wipe people out. They've got one guy had a shield with tusks on it and he just rams it into a fucking horse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ pretty good fights. Yeah. That was
0: pretty epic. It was
3: brutal. And then the, the 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 um the siphon life the spell. Yeah, the suck The big suck. The big suck spell. <laughs> oh cool. man, that's some heavy shit.
0: Alright. Jack? An epic moment and you're raining. Yes an epic moment in the
1: beginning when we first see cardigan he is uh he's kind of rooting around in the castle where he's not supposed to be just kind of sorting through some magical documents to steal some spells i believe or he's looking for evidence when he is caught by varian they go to investigate a body that was found that was corrupted by fell magic and uh Cardigan, and the dude has no eyes, they are missing, and his mouth is, like, fucked. And Cardigan is just, like, starts going on, and, like, sticking his fingers in the dead guy's mouth, and he's just, like, rooting around in there, like, fingering the the dead dude's mouth, and then the dead... fingering in this movie. Yeah, the dead dude just, like, spews some green dust from his gullet. And uh, oh, they're uh, like, ah, th- there be fell in these woods. <laughs> and uh, that was an epic moment, seeing that. All right. Unforgettable. I'm going to give this movie uh, eight swords and a
0: doom hammer. <laughs> yes. I don't, I don't... How many swords does the doom hammer count as? Like ten. Wow. Holy. <laughs> wow. Chelsea?
2: All right. um My epic moment it's actually an epic feature All of right. the films. Or the film. It was the way that magic was portrayed. I thought oh. it was uh, really well done. The CGI was really great. It was consistent. The way each person used magic was consistent throughout the whole movie. And the way certain spells were used and the way they looked was consistent. So I thought that was cool. Like They set up these rules for how magic looked and and what it did and they uh, they stuck to it Mm -hmm. um especially the travel uh spell we got to see that the most Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and it seems like you could have like some individual embellishments on that and it we even got to see like different levels of mages and how they will perform the same spell (laughs) and how that might be different so i thought that was really cool yeah um and so my rating is gonna be an eight out of ten swords. I thought it was a good film. Mm. Mm. And a doom hammer. She forgot. <laughs> <the doom> hammer. <laughs> yes. Very
0: important to throw in that Doomhammer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the implied hammer. <laughs>
0: so the epic moment that I want to talk about is um, Duritan riding a horse. Now the important thing to, <laughs> the important thing to keep in mind is that in this movie orcs are much larger than humans. Chunky. So when he's riding this horse, he seems like like he's barely fitting. Like the horse would be terribly struggling and he is holding the horse by the head and basically <laughs> steering it in the direction that he wants it to go. It was amazing. I've never seen anything like it. I thought it was very clever.
3: I got yeah. the horses in the back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and then so my in my ass. <laughs> 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 um, so my rating mm-hmm. uh, is going to be. Eight swords and a uh, Mjolnir. Ooh! Ooh. Since I know Norse lore much more than Warcraft lore. Hammer to hammer. Fortunately,
3: that means you know Warcraft lore. (laughs) Fair point.
0: Alright, well then I guess it's time to start rewriting history, everybody. This is the part of the podcast where we talk about uh, either a sequel, a reboot, or a spin-off for the film we just watched.
3: Musical! Musical! (laughs) Musical!
0: World of Warcraft, the Musical. On ice. Oh man! Can we get um, uh, Lin Manuel Miranda to write it? That would be epic.
3: I want it starring all WWE like performers as the orcs.
0: Pretty much the only people who and could convincingly that play an orc. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: But like, imagine WWE performers on ice singing. I,
0: I bet a lot yes. of them could do it. I mean, they have a, a yeah. lot of them have theater backgrounds, right? I'm sure. Yeah.
3: <laughs> mm. <laughs>
1: I was imagining like the classic Broadway style singing.
0: Yeah. But Lin Manuel
1: Miranda would be perfect for this. He wrote the raps for Maui in the film Moana. Yeah. I think that would transfer very easily that same writing technique sure. to this.
2: So, are we talking about a reboot of this movie?
0: So, retelling oh. the story. Yeah. Which okay. is kind of like the uh, Orc Jesus background story, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. I I, I think, love this idea. I think, yes. I think it sounds great. I'd love to see a bunch of guys dress up like orcs on ice. <laughs> on ice. Yeah. yeah. As mm-hmm. long
3: as Garona isn't played by I know you thought she was fit, but to me she was just a skinny girl who was like hot, and I'm like this is <laughs> she not. She was. This is not. What
0: she did. <laughs> hey, she didn't skip leg day. All right. Yeah, it's true.
3: I want. I wanted like a bodybuildery type woman. Well,
2: well like yeah. with your idea of getting wrestlers to play the roles, yeah. she could be a female wrestler. Yeah. Oh
3: yeah, nice. Charlotte.
2: Yeah.
1: There you go. Let's yeah, get yeah. some of
3: the those jacked ladies in. Yeah. yeah.
1: While that's happening, I would also like to see perhaps, maybe if the film focused more on her perspective and more of the film was just about her trying to escape orc society because she was a slave there the whole time and meant to bond with humans because she spoke human language she learned common because she interacted with the slaves that were captured the human slaves which were used to fuel the fell portal yeah so she's had to interact with the draenei and the humans which were both Enslaved and all killed off. so she had to bond with these people in a teacher-student fashion, just to see them be drained by Goldan. And she's been a slave her whole life. Both her parents are assumedly dead, or at least her mom definitely is. They, ma- they gave her her mom's tusk as a necklace.
2: Yeah. She's
1: lived a horribly traumatizing life. Her name means cursed. <laughs> She's lived a terrible life. If we saw more of her perspective, less of the romance, maybe a little bit. And I think if she was a little more desperate and a little angrier, like a little more vengeful, that could be pretty cool. And if Anduin maybe was a little more, like... Non-present. He could have been still that, like, hot-headed, kind of dickish character. But if he still believed in that kind of, like, code, like a soldier's code, then uh, perhaps he could disillusion her, like, anger. Or, like, not disillusion, but help remove that anger so they had a reason to bond. And maybe the romance wouldn't happen in the film, but maybe it could be implied that because he's helping her deal with her shit, that that could eventually... Happen?
2: Right. I think
1: that'd be much better. Yeah. 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 Huh? So uh-huh. maybe just focus on her a little bit more, and I'm sure we could focus on other characters less in
0: this film. So, realm. what are some of the names of the songs? These Broadway musical songs. We need some titles here.
2: How to ride a horse?
0: <laughs> I think I think World of War World of War Crimes is probably one of the songs.
1: That's
2: the title song. Yeah. <laughs> Um. yeah Duratan sung by Duritan, how to ride a horse <laughs> and don't forget
0: uh, respect the old ways needs to be a song oh yeah not yeah, <laughs> <that. laughs> like tradition yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then you just have the chorus coming in the background it's tradition <laughs> yeah mm-hmm.
3: there should be one that just goes dug dug yeah, yes.
0: yeah, yeah. The orc song, Zugzug. Yeah. Zug. Yeah. Slurpin' <laughs> Slurping
1: on Soul Shine, I think, might be pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's I got fell good.
3: up in my ass, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> 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 Hell yeah. I, oh, I was thinking that it would be great if, like, we got some of the background lore through a song about the, um... The makara.
0: Makara. Makara is a great chorus too.
3: Yeah. Oh, the hey makara. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That <laughs> nice one. little crossover.
3: Yeah, I yeah. yeah, like yeah.
1: it. I think when uh, Duritan is dying, he could uh, he could sing a song called hear one moment, hear one moment, <laughs> <laughs> "Here One Moment, Here One Moment, Makgaron the Next."
0: Here one moment, Makgaron the next. And then the orcs are
1: just like humming a sad tune in the background and beating their chest slowly for a beat. Yes.
3: <laughs>
1: Goldam is just standing there listening for the full duration. <laughs> this
2: would like, be an amazing movie. But like all musical. that musical on
3: ice. Yes, yeah. exactly.
0: Right with all the the um with all the uh, the names of uh, ice skating moves and I. Don't know, so but this, you do. This
2: has to be a live triple show. Then. Yeah, triple
0: lutz. South cow is that one?
2: Oh man,
3: now you're over my head. I'm. Oh, maybe I, I, I just, don't know that man. I just triple store. I just Max. picked <laughs> up the. St-
0: <laughs> I just picked up the stuff from South Park. They talked about with Brian Botano. So <laughs> there you go. What did
3: you say, South cow?
0: South. I don't know. It always sounds like it says South cow. I don't know. Uh, pro- probably probably mishearing it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. War crimes on ice. Yeah, world of war crimes on it. Oh yeah, right.
2: Uh,
3: Yeah, (laughs) no, 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 just war crimes.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, I've been mock (laughs) garonged. We're gonna really lean on that mock garaw thing, dude. The pun, the pun potential, it's there. (laughs) Horde,
0: sweet horde.
2: You've got to have a song like the life of a griffin rider <laughs>
0: oh, nice, oh nice nice yeah. oh man can you imagine the griffin like creating a uh, like a, a a tandem ice skating griffin kind of thing <laughs> yeah. oh like oh, a horse costume where there's oh, two people God. yeah exactly yeah. but then somebody riding on top of the two people <laughs> yes <laughs>
3: What a nightmare it's gonna
0: this is gonna be a big production guys.
1: Yeah. I just wanna be
0: the guy in the front of the griffin flapping my arms like <laughs> wings
1: violently while ice
0: skating. Wow, you must have really good coordination. High dexterity. Nah, last time I went
1: ice skating, I fell on my head.
0: So I don't know if I'll do it Wait, again. Wait, on your head?
1: Yeah. How do you I fall went, like, on
0: your head? Full vertical. <laughs> you just inverted yourself and came down like that orc suplex in the movie? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah. I think the musical is a solid idea, though. Well, then, uh, now that we have the perfect uh, reboot, I guess, musical reboot, um, yeah. I guess it's time for Can You Roleplay It? The section where we determine how you would create uh, these characters in a role-playing game. Not World of Warcraft, a different one.
1: If we are going to do this in d I'm going to go out on a limb and say... Why would say, you pick d d Well, for the purpose of, I think a lot of the orcs might be orcs. <laughs> it's just me, though.
0: Now, would Garona be a half-orc? Half-orc. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, and I think a lot of the people who are
1: warriors in World of Warcraft might be Fighters in dungeons wow. and
0: dragons. Have we ever uh, said that a character in one of these movies should be a fighter? This sounds like a, a whole new
3: direction. I think this is a radical tra- er, transition. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Swords
3: and
1: satire breaking the ice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think a lot of the mages. Would probably be wizards. They hmm. study their magic in yeah. schools. Yeah, they have a yeah. lot of books. I saw a lot of books. Lot of nerds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Blue magic is good magic. Arcane, you know. Now, as
0: everyone knows, sorcerers are the cool guy mages. Yeah, wizards are the nerd mages. <laughs> yeah, stupid mm. nerd. Why
3: mages. are there two mages?
0: Uh, so that you can cast with charisma. <laughs>
3: yeah oh. sorcerers so have an
0: kinda... inherent cast Well, I, I i mean yeah the the old uh, logic of sorcerers is that they don't have the variety of magic, but they can cast more spells every day
1: and Got do it kind of specially, but um
0: also the
1: fell casters that use the green bad magic uh probably warlocks, yeah, infernal packed warlocks, I'm gonna go out on yeah. a limb and say is the fell like the devil. It's basically yeah. it's hell. Yeah, right
3: yeah. demon shit. It's hell, hell,
1: fell, they practically yeah. rhyme. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so I think it wouldn't be a stretch. Also, people who get corrupted and become evil have spikes, they got horns. That they is, look
0: like devils. That is typecasting devils,
1: my It's brain. true. I guess yeah, the Draenei also have those features. Have you Saders ever heard of, of an incubus features.
0: or a succubus? Come on. I think Ooh. The, Ooh. like
2: it's the, true certainly portions of the movie would make for an interesting adventure arc too
0: boy this would be like the adventure arc for a game master who has like way overridden backstory and just like is always looking for opportunities to tell you like do you want to go to this castle do you want to ask about do you want to roll a history check do you want to ask people about what their daily lives are like and they've got like pages and pages of notes And like, the players are just kind of being like, no, we just want to go like, fight a bunch of orcs in a valley. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, did you know that that valley is actually the site of an ancient war from a thousand years ago?
3: (laughs) I feel called out. (laughs) <laughs> this sounds a lot like my one-off oh, yeah. my one-off DNG episode that I'm still writing it'll happen,
1: it'll happen. It's
2: all good. and it's currently over
3: five pages long <laughs> oh
2: my god I do think Medivh would be a cool villain though because oh, yeah. um he... someone
0: the party trusts in the beginning yeah. or ostensibly trusts in the beginning and he does
2: act as an ally part of the time and and so you can't quite pinpoint which of his actions are helping you and which are hindering you. I like it, yeah. I think yeah. that makes for a frustrating villain, uh, something that's really challenging and interesting. Maybe
0: um, a little moral ambiguity. They don't want to necessarily kill him because they have, they he's have a He's corrupted by
2: some other magic, like Casey was making the point for earlier. Like, he's not necessarily evil himself right yeah yeah
0: i like
3: it i think if there would be some cool way to sort of uh uh show how the fell sort of transformed the orcs and suddenly like you know if you have your players sort of believing that maybe they're they're trying to do the right thing and they're like yeah we need to go to another land because ours is destroyed and they're watching like everyone around them kind of like get into you know start juicing that fell juice. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, fell juice and 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 have have the players slowly watch the world that they're participating in change but almost like it's a secondary thing so you have the the players kind of going off and doing quests and doing their primary quests, mm. but then as they're doing these like primary quests you're informing them of these like sort of slow but pretty big changes yes. in their settings yeah. with like the people that they live with and the settings that they live in and slowly they suddenly realize that they have to leave mm-hmm. and and the players maybe think that they're like not the bad guys which right. is kind of sort of the same thing that's happening with the frost wolves where they're like we have to go to azeroth we we have to yeah. do it yeah and then you know you get there and and then, like your your entire town or your civilization or whatever, just fucking kills everybody on this new planet yeah. you go to, and you suddenly realize, fuck, it wasn't our planet that was dying; it was us killing our planet. Right? Nice. You know? oh, yeah, yeah,
1: um, that's like it. so good. I love that's stories so
3: where you make your players feel like they are the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: so do I.
3: <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> oh, I can't wait. To have you as a DM at some point. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: that's
0: going to be great. I, 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 the only advice I would give is that if you're going to play an orc, remember tradition. <laughs>
2: yes. Honor. Respect
0: the old ways. <laughs> Follow the horns. <laughs> well, I think that just about does it for Warcraft. Casey, why don't you tell the listeners where they can uh, find some of your work?
3: Oh, Yeah. Um, so I have a portfolio on my website, which is at www.caseycannon.design. Casey spelled C-A-S-E-Y, Cannon spelled C-A-N-N-O-N, um, and yeah, my portfolio's on there. Shoot me an email, there's contact information on the website. If you need any fancy design work done, I do branding, packaging... Um, and illustration and lettering, so I'm down to do all those.
0: Those sound like wonderful services that many of our listeners probably need done. And as always, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or join our Facebook group at Swords and Satire. Uh, Thank you all for listening, and uh, if you have a moment, please go on the iTunes and uh, leave us a little rating if you enjoyed the show. Yeah! Yeah! Yeah. And until next time, hail hail Crom! That's right, hail Crom! Yeah, hail hail Crom!
3: Yeah, baby! For Crom! Hail crumbs!